Gentlemen. Marco. How we doing? Here. Waiting on Flan. There he is. Hey, Ryan. What up with it? What's up, Flan? Not a lot. What's going on with you guys? Finishing up some honeydew chores. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Hanging some shelves. Right on. I'm currently embroiled in trying to do face recognition with this uh, new Dunbar thief that's running around. Face recognition, huh? Yeah, man. We got a side shot of him, and then supposedly uh, Holly went to school with this kid. Maybe, possibly. You recognize him? Uh, I mean, it's not really my forte, but it's a solid lead. I saw Jay posted something or shared something on Facebook, I think. Yeah, suppose it's spreading around wildfire, man. Like everybody's like had issues uh, on the street, so it's not only us. But hmm. he broke in on broke in on Friday morning and broke in this morning. So did they take anything? Yeah, he uh, the picture that he was snapped in that was been posted around on Facebook is actually my dad's jacket, that uh, army camo jacket, and then. Um, I think he got a hold of my dad's dog collars and a few other things, but yeah. If you if you just saw how he laid it all out, like it was like he had hit the the jackpot of all jackpots. Like he was ready to like take everything off the walls and just start packing it out one by one. It was no no sense whatsoever. None. Like he's not a mastermind by any means. Yeah. But fun times in the in the D block. Just just have to get a good old uh, I guess security system now. How did you get the photos of them? Uh, so the re- the Friday uh, he was caught by my neighbor Rosemary. Is that and the, then, is that yeah? The lady is out front of her house. Yes, that's the woman on to. If you're looking out to the baseball fields, mm-hmm. or if you're looking at the house face on, then it's she's to the left. Yeah. And she caught him. She caught him in between the houses, and then he like started giving her like wonky answers to what she was doing. What he was doing, he said that he was cutting grass. Cutting grass. Was, yeah. And there was snow on the ground. <laughs> 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 and then, he, and then he's like, and then she was like, "So who do you know that lives here?" And then he threw out some like weird name. It was totally all. So yeah, he's not. He hadn't. He hadn't done his research. Right. So he's very good at this. But well, his time's running out. I just, uh, I was just talking to my wife earlier about probably going to have to start cut grass in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, I've been, I've been getting, uh, consulted with, uh, my buddy Henson. He's, uh, he's losing his longtime business partner of 15 years to cut grass with. So hey, man. I, might be, I might be jumping into that. Vin- I, I would. Yeah. It's I'll, good money. I, yeah. I always said that if, if I was going to, like, I would love to get some secondhand business going, like landscaping, grass cutting. Yeah, it's it's pretty profitable since the government can't really get a hand on it. Yeah, know? right. Just don't talk about it too much, you know, so. And normally, I mean, he's, we've talked about it at pretty much nauseam, but he's basically told me, like, they've done zero advertisements, all just word of mouth and people, like, walking out and saying, hey, you cut their grass, can you cut mine? Right. 
So it, it just kind of snowballs from there. It's just how much can you handle? Yeah, you know, you know, Henson knows everybody. So yeah, he's not he's he's not scared to talk to anyone. No. So like but, he said, he says he's doing like fifteen to twenty hours a week, probably on the side. So that's not bad. Especially with my schedule, like having Fridays off, I'm pretty. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So it was nice today. Now it's it's seven forty two, and the sun's just now going down. So get some extra hours. Yeah, got that going, and then hopefully this is the last snow uh, tomorrow, I think, is, and then it's supposed to be in, like, the 60s and just rain. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, uh, I'm interested to know your view on this uh, five seed. I feel like it's kind of kind of high. Yeah. Well, first of all – I guess a four and a five in this scenario is probably negligible. You know, if, if it was going to be a four anyway, yeah, then, you know, you're still looking at the four matchup in the second round. Like you would be looking at the five matchup in the second round. Right. The issue that I have is, is that Marshall's in that half of the bracket as well. (laughs) Amazing. But you have, you have Marshall, you have West Virginia, and you have Murray State and Kentucky that's traveling to San Diego. San Diego out of the East bracket. How does that work? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this doesn't even make any sense. You're in the East bracket and you have to go across the country to play your opening round games. I was telling Jordan earlier, I saw where Kansas was playing in Wichita. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Kansas has left the state of Kansas in, in how long? Six Dude, months. Six months to play, to play a game. Never ending home game. <laughs> like, seriously. But UNC yeah. is in the same boat. They play in Charlotte. Here's, yeah. my, here's what I find interesting, though. In, 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 a, in an imaginary world, or in a po- there is a possibility that West Virginia could face Marshall and play in San Diego, California. Nobody will be right. there. <laughs> like are we kidding me committee like how does that work why not why not pittsburgh yeah i mean i i, I don't know i don't there have has to be another city in the northeastern I mean, even if it was even if it was you know i understand the host sites are different but if it's not pittsburgh then what about nashville you right. know Bro- what's what's what, what's going on with Brooklyn? Charlotte or Brooklyn or whoever, wherever the Buffalo, something, dude. Like yeah. how how is this all the way in San Diego, California? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, we want to talk about how how worried we are about viewers and you know selling tickets. Well, the way to do that is maybe to put three teams that are two hundred miles within a, a host site at that host site. Right. <laughs> don't, don't fly in three thousand miles across the country. Where's Murray State located at? They're in Kentucky. Okay. But I mean that's my point. Uh yeah, man. Like that whole bottom end of the bracket's just like you guys screwed us. On- yeah, I guess I guess the only issue that I have with that is that Bill where's Virginia Tech playing? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the only issue that I have with that bracket, with our bracket, meaning the east, side, the east bracket, is if look at look at Texas Tech's resume and look at WVU's resume. They have the exact same number of wins and the exact same number of losses, and West Virginia beat Texas Tech two or three times head to head. Somehow, Texas Tech gets the three. 
Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, like I said, I can, I can better understand a four. Like I get, like I would, four is probably where I thought we would end up. I didn't think we'd drop to a five by any means. I don't, I don't know. Well, it, I, I think the the geographical things happening more, uh, you know, with more than just us. No, it's everybody. Yeah. yeah. The the other games in San Diego on that side are Clemson and New Mexico State and Auburn and College of Charleston. So you got Clemson, Clemson and uh, Charleston and South Carolina and Auburn and Alabama and then New Mexico Re- State, like all playing in San Diego. So so you're you're basically rewarding Clemson for having a great year in the ACC by traveling to San Diego in the first round of the tournament. Yep. <laughs> like here's, you got, here's your prize. You got Kentucky going to Idaho yeah. in the South region. Like, well, it, let I me think, ask you guys this: Do you know if our our city's bidding on these games? Is that yeah? In here? I, Bill, do you know the answer to that? I yes, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So the, the cities, the way if it works like like most anything else is cities put together. Um, bids and they have there's a lot of stuff that goes on with that there's you know we have these hotels that the players can stay and there's this to do this to do Um, and you know if you look at the other the other games or the other sites like later on in the tournaments Atlanta Boston Omaha and LA so Mm -hmm. obviously the bigger cities get the more marquee matchups right you know you got teams going to Boise Idaho which I can't really tell you what there is to do out in Boise other than eat some potatoes so yeah that, they, so like something. obviously that they, they want to bid against somebody you got you got games going on in wichita kansas there ain't much going on in wichita mm-hmm. uh, we got wichita wichita you got i mean wichita state plays at that arena right wichita, wichita state's having traveled san Diego. yeah and but, uh, obviously obviously we let go of the whole bathroom issue in charlotte or yeah whatever's going on in north carolina yeah. I, I don't I don't know what they did. They may have reversed. Yeah, that. they did. They reversed that. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But, but yeah, it, it, it just I, I don't understand. I, I guess the committee's just at the 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 mercy of. Well, I hope well, Idaho City gets it, and this one doesn't. But if Idaho or Wichita, Kansas gets it, we gotta send teams there. <laughs> I guess the issue that I have is you have you have the Villanova and then play in game, right? And then you have. You have Virginia Tech and Alabama who are both playing. That's the top half of the bracket. Virginia Tech's an eight. Alabama's a nine. They're both playing in Pittsburgh. All right? So then you got the bottom half of the bracket, which is West Virginia, Murray State, Wichita State, Marshall. They have to go to play in San Diego, bottom half of the bracket. Then the, the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight's played in Boston. Right. So you're telling me that as a five, as a five and a four seed, well, as, as a five seed in West Virginia, they got to go play in San Diego – Whereas the eight nine seeds in Virginia Tech get to play in, in, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then Boston, and then I, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, I know, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, let's talk about the biggest the biggest team left out of the tournament, which Dickie V was just irate about. It's Oklahoma the, State. Oh, about Notre Dame? No, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, they, uh, yeah, I can get on board. Like, how does Oklahoma get in <laughs> Oklahoma State? Have you seen Oklahoma State's resume? Yeah. Well, okay. For the the blunders at the beginning, I I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't care about. I don't even care about that. Yeah. They played. They played in the best the best league in the country. Nope. Okay. They beat Kansas twice. Twice. They won at West Virginia. One. They beat. Virginia. They swept Oklahoma, <laughs> and they and they beat Texas Tech. <laughs> don't get in. That don't get in. That's just it. Just that's mind boggling. 
And yeah. I mean, can we can we say it? Like, I hate like I hate the. I hate that, like, when people bash these networks for, like, who they cover and yada, yada, yada. When and ultimately, we, we push the needle on what we find interesting. And they're just putting it out. They're putting content out there most of the time. It's- not, saying, not saying there's not bias with some of the stuff that they do. But at the same time, like, we all know why Oklahoma's in. Trey Young. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's it. That's, we knew that before. Yeah, like, and it's, and it's mind-boggling. To look at their look at, and then they they draw University of Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's like they don't. I don't even know URI. I have no idea. I'm speaking out of my ass here, but at the same time, it's just like you give them a well, cake like that that they can pro- possibly beat, and then you have them face off with the two, which I don't know who's in that region. I can't. Remember. I mean, URI is a good. They're a good length ten team, but I mean. But if Trey Young's going out there and pouring them in, I mean, there's a offensively Oklahoma is a really good basketball team. Yes. Now they couldn't guard they couldn't guard a little league team. Like they don't play <laughs> deep. It's but they can score. And and Texas gets in? Yeah, I mean there's over there, Oklahoma State? There's 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 arguments up, I guess all around, you know. I it just it just blows here, Yeah, and and but Syracuse. Yeah, they didn't do anything. The world like how many years in a row is Syracuse going to be on the bubble, and we're just going to put them in? You know, over who got who? Who was the big snub because they lost their conference tournament? Was supposed to get in Middleton State. Middleton State. Yeah, yeah but Middleton. Syracuse get, was in because, uh, and then they pushed Notre Dame out. Right. Notre Dame, right? Who didn't have their best player for three fourths of the year? Yeah, right. And I, you know, I'm not fond of Notre Dame. Neither I. I, I, I uh, is Man, I, I don't know. I, I this ultimate like my my other my other thing about March Madness is is I feel like the committee sometimes wants to make a little bit of a splash just with like leaving people out on purpose. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. when there's not common sense involved, you know they want to leave common sense out. Uh, so we'll talk about it, you know, for the first couple of days before they actually start playing. And I think well, just, what they've done to Oklahoma State is everybody's yeah. Real bad about them for a long time. Yeah, it's it's criminal. But the thing is, is that the NCAA has always been about how can we profit, like right. rating, right. ratings, 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 ratings. That's the reason why Oklahoma is in the tournament. We can all agree on that. Yeah, Australian ratings. All right, all right. So explain to me how sending West Virginia to San Diego in the first round helps ratings. None. None. It's a walking contradiction. None at all. What time is? How is I, I think Virginia Tech's probably underseated at nine, like like or at eight. Are they at eight or nine? They're an eight. They're an eight. It, or probably a six or a seven if you look at their quality of wins. But you know, how is it better served that you know you got Oklahoma? If 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 Virginia Tech is an eight, how do you see Oklahoma at a ten? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, it it, it not. My here, my my big takeaway from CNW at a five seed. Did the conference tournament even matter to them? Guess not. Yeah, like they make it to the conference championship game and lose to an overall number one seed for the third time. Granted, I'll give you that, but like we had already. Well, let's, we had, well, let's talk about what they did last night too. Yeah, at seven percent. It's crazy. But here's my thing, like. If you, I a couple podcasts ago, you already labeled them as a four or five seed, and yeah. they go all the way to the conference championship game in the yeah. tournament, 
and they don't they don't improve their status at all in the no. that that's just my in the toughest conference tournament probably in the country and it's not just it's not just in that it's not just you know from this committee if you looked at any bracketology up through today hell i i, I mean i i looked I, there were multiple multiple outlets that have western as a three right today look and here's and i hate to keep comparing them to this but it's kentucky Kentucky went oh, the conference, no. <laughs> yeah. and they're a five seed. We haven't even Arizona. we haven't even touched on this, and this yeah, Air, the Arizona seed. Oh my god, ridiculous, right, dude? Dude, what is what? It, what were they thinking? Put they Arizona has the best player in all Ari- of college basketball. I, DeAndre Ayton is an I alien. Want nothing to do with Arizona, and right now, after watching Kentucky today and seeing how they're playing, I want nothing to do with Kentucky. And no. they they seeded them. Four and five with a matchup against each other in the second round. God, you got to. I hope kidding. they. I hope they ram it all up UVA in the Sweet oh 16. Oh my God, man! God, I, Cincinnati is a two seed for crying out loud. I couldn't name. I, I didn't even know they were thirty and four. I haven't even seen them on ESPN. UVA is best team in the country, and they they have the luxury of getting to play the winner of Kentucky and Arizona in the Sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me happy. Yeah. Overall I mean, speed. Here you go. I mean, I, that, that is mind-boggling. I know Calipari had to be – Calipari had been just completely outside of his mind when he saw that. Because the, because Kentucky is – both of those teams are grossly underseeded. Like, you know, Kentucky's probably more like a three. And – and you know Arizona's at least a three. They're, they might even you could even probably make an argument for them as a two. They they are man. They're men. I mean they they really are. They're they're good. So so looking at the bracket, what is the easiest? What is the easiest uh, region? I'm gonna be honest with you. Like from our perspective, probably Bill. I would say I'd probably say the East because I I. I agree because I don't. I I never think Villanova is any good. Yeah, I and, know. You know if 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 Virginia Tech can get hot and shoot they the three, if they beat they Alabama beat and they stay hot, they'll yeah. beat Villanova. And Alabama has one of the best players in all of college, college basketball. Colin Sexton, yeah, stud. Sexton's so, really good. He's a top five player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a top five pick. I I, I look at the West and I'm like, did they just that? Are they who are they handing it to? North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina, I mean, North Carolina, Michigan, it, and Gonzaga. I don't really know a whole much a lot about them. They might get hot, but Xavier, like I'm not, I haven't heard anything about them. I don't know what they're doing. Missouri, well, they like could like Houston. I mean, a lot of those teams. There's not really a marquee team in there except Michigan, and North Carolina, and they'll knock each other out to get to the uh, Elite Eight. Xavier, I mean, Xavier's a good team too, but I, they're vulnerable. I think. I, but they could they could lose to Missouri if Michael Porter and his brother get it rolling. If Porter is actually yeah, healthy, sure. coming back from injury, I mean he's a wild card in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean I don't think there's any doubt. I look at I look a lot of these. I think the I think they did no favor to we already touched on. They did favor to Virginia because the South is just brutal. The East is it's got Villanova, which no one's ever been really scared of, and uh, Midwest it's it's okay. Midwest got Duke and. Uh, Kansas there Michigan State Michigan State yeah. is really good and the, so but like the west the west and east is just like uh, is it a microcosm of how what what the face of college basketball looks like right now 
Like it's just sort of like blah. It's not like no one jumps out of you like a juggernaut. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so because really UVA is probably the best team in in basketball, but man, they are terrible yeah. to watch. Like they're they are not aesthetically pleasing at all. And maybe that's why, you know, they've got Kentucky and Arizona because those two teams are fun. Yeah. UVA is not. So. I mean, Kansas is kind of they're. I mean, I don't know. I've watched them play a few times this year, and I'm just like, eh. I, they got good guard play, obviously, and they got a big. But like, other than that, like they don't have anybody on the wing that scares you. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I I just look at it as a whole. I'm looking up and down the bracket, and I'm trying to look at like matchups and trying to figure out like where's the where's the where's the one team that's just they have it all, and it looks like. I mean, from the way you guys have talked to another team, I, I, you know, they're a West Coast team because I don't get to watch them. It's Arizona, I guess. Arizona and, and Kentucky, I guess, with their roster, but I don't know a lot of those guys. But yeah, there's nobody, there's no standout team where I'm like, man, that that team's really, really good. So, so usually a good thing to judge by is uh, top ten in offensive and defensive efficiency. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Villanova is number two on offensive efficiency and number or number two in defensive efficiency, number one in offensive efficiency. Duke is third in both North Carolina is top ten in both. Michigan State is top ten in both. So those are usually really good indicators to tell you what to expect, but you know, you never know with eighteen to twenty one year old. No. And then travel and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know, man. It's just not really I mean I I'll, I'll, I'm never really traditionally about a bracket anyways, but, like, I'll obviously key into, like, Marshall and WVU, but, like, everybody else, I'm just kind of like, I'll just wait until it all shake out. Well, I want – I hope I hope Marshall and WVU both win because you talk about something that would be great for the yeah. state. Like, that you – know, you can't get a more ideal, like, setup for those two teams for this state of West Virginia. Yeah, and I don't even really understand how Marshall did what they did. Like – well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what if if El, if Elmore can go out there and start filling it, you know, he could give Wichita State some problems. Yo, uh, former Black Eagle John Elmore. Yeah, actually, his grandfather or dad's up on the wall. Like he he comes from a litany of athletes. Right. He's really good, man. Averaging twenty two point eight. He can stroke it. He's, almost seven, almost seven assists a game. So yeah, he's he's a baller, man. I haven't seen much of Wichita State this year. I don't, I don't know. Me either. But I never, I never think they're any good yeah. because they're from a small conference. It's just good. I just don't have it. It's just, it's just kind of good coaching. Like that dude's a stud. I can't think of his Greg, name. Greg Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who? Do you, here's here's a question for you. Who gets that UConn job? Is his name pop up? Hell, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. The first thing UConn needs to do is get out of the AAC and get into the Big East. Yep. Like, I heard yep. Seth Greenberg talking about that yesterday morning, I think. And let's be honest, all right? I guess the only reason they're in the AAC is because you because they're a football program. But come on. Yeah, they're football programs. Yeah, garbage. come on, man. I mean, even if you have to set something up with the AAC to remain there in, in football, because obviously the Big East doesn't have football – you need mm-hmm. to do what's best in the best interest of what brings money in, and that's UConn basketball. Right. 
for women yeah, and men. I mean, it's, it's nonsense to be playing in the AAC. Well, the other the other thing they could do is they could try and get in the ACC. Well, that, yeah. You know, Boston College is up there. You know, like, that could make sense. You know, the ACC is so shoddy sometimes when it comes to the elites like the UNC mm-hmm. and Duke. You know, they don't. It all comes down to academics, doesn't it? Well, for an extent, to an extent, but I mean, okay, so it comes down to academics, says the team from, you know, North Carolina who created fake classes so that they <laughs> remain uh-huh. eligible. You yeah. know, like you oh, can't have fake the best, One of the best and most juiciest scandals of all time in college athletics that got swept under the rug so fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing happened to him. Absolutely Florida nothing. Same way. Florida State, the exact same way. Literally had fake mm-hmm. classes with fake grades and all kinds of trash. And it was uh, across two or three different programs for the school. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, who are you guys fooling? Nah, man. It's the, it's asinine. It, it is, man. It absolutely is. And, then I, you know, it, it, it's not only there. Like, it happens other places, obviously. It just sure. happens. And the funniest thing to me is when I hear Arian Foster talk about his days at University of Tennessee, where he was told by his advisors that he couldn't major in certain things that he was interested in because he was a football player. <laughs> Basically tell you, no, you can't major in this. You have to take this. So you can, do, you can spend more of your time playing football. And it's like, oh, I thought we were here for an education. Like, stop, man. Can we nah, stop? Man. Can we stop with that nonsense? Those guys are not there for an education. They are there to make the school money and yep. go to the next level. Quit, quit. I hate all the former the former guys that played Division One sports that, that are on these big networks that still continue to tell people that they're doing them a favor by getting them an education. Would you stop? Stop feeding me that. It's garbage. Yeah. It doesn't pertain to like ninety percent of the athletes that are there. You're right, man. It's it's right. it's pure and utter garbage that they continue to force feed it down our throat. Like all these universities are offering an education, and they these guys never would have gotten an education. They never would have went to school. Okay, and they're not actually getting an education, and they're they're studying general studies and graduating in two and a half years, and then taking ballroom dancing. Like stop. Like Matt Liner, Matt Liner like, at USC yeah. took that. They're stuff. they're celebrities on campus. They're not doing their work. They're not. They're probably not even taking their tests. So can we stop the bullshit, please? Like yeah. seriously, it's nonsense. What do you think Johnny Manziel looked like in class? He couldn't go to class. He had to take online classes. Who he was never put in the classroom? Some chick. Stop. Can we stop? Man, it's 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 hideous. It's nonsense. Pay these guys what they deserve. It's it's just nonsense. Uh, that's that's a whole another podcast. You know, the NCAA just put, made one billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, so. broke the one billion dollar threshold. Did you see the see Patino's trying to get back into coaching or wants to coach again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nonsense, man. Like that guy's like, ah, oh, forget it. Whatever. And then and then Sean Sean Miller at, at, at Arizona. Guys, I, I don't care if I'm on tape or not. I'm coaching. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's, the NCAA is an absolute mess, and they continue to keep chugging along. I, I just can't wait for the day that we never even have to utter those words. Well, you know, you know, they made up the term student athlete. Right? 
they made it up because they wanted to, you know, they wanted to not pay exactly. any players. So they just, went, they went to court and said, oh, we're going to call them student athletes. So we don't exactly. have to pay them. And it's nonsense. And they've lost in court. They lost that dude from UCLA. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Why are we, can, why do we continue to do this? while these, these coaches make m- m- millions of dollars. And do not care about repercussions whatsoever because they know they'll land another gig. And these these poor guys, like I was thinking about the other day, I was having a conversation at dinner with my father-in-law about football and just the dangers of football. And I'm like, we talk about CTE all the time at the NFL level, but no one ever mentions it at the college level. Not or high school level, even really. Yeah, the high school yeah. level, and we're, we it's like, nah, yeah, whatever. And you know those guys are putting their brains on the line at the college level just as equally as at the – if not more at the, the, and than the NFL. Like, come on. Yeah, because they don't have a union that don't have anybody to fight for their rights about practice time and how many practices and two-a-days and all of that kind and, of stuff. And you know Turidol is prevalent. Those guys have to be out. Mm-hmm. Like, look at – and if that's not prevalent at all, look at JT Barrett this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That was going? nuts. <laughs> Dude, these guys are out there playing like they're playing like full quarters. They're, they're like this dudes are out there tearing their ACL with 12 minutes left in the game and finishing the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going out for a series and then finishing the game. Well, <laughs> you know, look at Byron Leftwich. Yeah. yeah, dude broke his foot and didn't come out of the game, and his offensive linemen were carrying him down the field. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, man. It's absolutely nuts. I I just. I can't get over the fact – like, I was ta- – me and Bill had a conversation the other day on t- through a text just basically saying, like, I'm so sick of the phoniness that comes along with sports anymore. Is like I-, I long for the days that people won't be able to lie about any of this stuff anymore. Like, let, let the truth sort all this crap out. Like, because, I mean, it- it's-, it's so disgusting to watch these kids be – be treated the way that they are they are and we know that at the division two level that we didn't get treated the whole you know the best in a lot of circumstances mm-hmm. and and these guys live a more pampered life than we do and i still feel bad for them in a lot of ways because they're just kids at the end of the day right you know and they're ha- they're they're yeah some of them are shitheads I, I agree like yeah some of them don't come from the great the best backgrounds or whatnot but like it's it's these schools are making billions millions whatever the coaches are making millions and these kids yeah sometimes the good ones really do probably get uh cash get a get an envelope full of money i get that but at the same time what 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 does that equate to how much they actually made for the university pennies (laughs) has to be right yeah well you know don't want to necessarily bring race into this but i heard bomani jones talk about it on levitard last week that Ultimately, it comes down to white people keeping the black man down. <laughs> it's an interesting thought. You know, like, I don't know what Christian McCaffrey was making at Stanford, but, you know, obviously we can all guess what the kid at Arizona was making, uh, you know, according to a phone call or the wire. I saw I saw a picture of the uh, – you just named that kid. The kid that is at Missouri. What's his name? Michael Porter yeah, Jr. Yeah, he was in, and my actually a kid that I coached on Twitter was like, Michael Porter had on a Supreme sweatshirt, a Supreme something else, and like Jordans, and he said that the kid's outfit outfit alone cost like twenty five hundred dollars. 
Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how do you, where did, where did he come up with that? You know what I mean? Like we all know what's, what's going on there. Like they're not fooling anyone, you know, it's just, it's mind boggling, but, uh, I, <laughs> I, just, I'm just perusing the, uh, perusing the, uh, Murray state racer fan board. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got there? <laughs> Upset city? Are they calling upset city? Well, they're not. They're not upset that they're playing us. I don't think. Here's here's one from uh, from DB Stepside, and he says, "Guard wise, I think we win the matchup." <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a true Mur- that is a true Murray State fan right there. <laughs> here's another one. Here's 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 another one. Here's a good one from Soil Racer. They have a bulldog at guard. He wears number two. Watched a little of their game against KU. He's the real deal, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to say, I think he's the all Big 12 defensive team. <laughs> he's the national defensive <laughs> player, player of the year. Of the year. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yes, you need, to, you need to get in a better scouting report than that. <laughs> come on. So, uh, that, yeah, that's interesting. And I, I actually wanted to mention that. Um, Cause I watched the, I watched a little bit of that game last night and yeah. not all of it. Um, cause I was cruising around the house and had other stuff on a big baseball dude anyways. Right. This time. But, uh, I watched the end of that game and I thought you know, something was interesting that happened on the floor where, uh, it pronounced his name for me. The center's last name. Azubuki. No, for WVU. The South or all oh, Kanade. Yes. Kanade. So, there's this interesting thing when they were down. It was like with, with a minute to go, they were down maybe six. Uh-huh. And Kansas came to the line. And Did you hear Kanate, him arguing with the ref? Yeah, Kanate was complaining that the kid kept hitting him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just hear you hear the, 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 the camera pans away, and on the other side of him is uh, the small forward. What's his name? For us yeah. or them? Who uh, uh, might have been – was it Wes Harris? No, 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 no. Issa Ahmad. Issa Ahmad, there you go. So Ahmad just yells out, shut up at Kanate. And I'm like, mm, that's interesting. Then then the whole – there's an exchange after he makes the free throw and a timeout. And you see Ahmad like off alone by himself. And then you can tell Kanate was still upset. So there was sort of a little bit of tension between those two guys. And we had talked in previous podcasts about – what do you think's going on in the locker room? And I, I thought that was just a shining moment of shining moments to let you know the state of WVU basketball right now is probably those two guys don't get along. Well, it, here's here's the thing. And, I mean, we've all played in team sports too, right? So right. we have an idea mm-hmm. what, what the locker room's like. And, you know, you have different people in, on your team who have different personalities. Some yeah. of them go a different way. So – Sags is from Mali, and he's he's played um, he's played four years of organized basketball. His English is not great. <laughs> uh, better this year than it has been. You know he's learning like it's a learning curve for him. He, if you watch him and his body language and like the way he reacts to things, he has. It's, it's he's still learning to play under control emotionally. He's colorful and, for sure. 
Yeah, and it's not it's not even just it's it's not just in game stuff. It's dead ball stuff, you know, like his interaction with officials and things like that. So it's 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 really probably more so I don't know whether it's more so like a personal thing maybe between him and anyone else, but it's them, you know, conforming and understanding how you're supposed to act on the floor. Right. And and him trying to learn that on right. the fly. If that makes any sense. No, it does. It makes a hundred percent. And there was an, it's, it, it, I, I think with him, those two going at each other, which obviously Issa had his stuff off the floor, whatever happened with the suspension and stuff. Like well, that. first, not to get past that, Issa, Issa had, well, I think he was zero, zero and zero last yeah. night. And yeah, he didn't score it. I think he, uh, we can talk about the disappearing act of Issa Vaughn. <laughs> an entire podcast right right so then you got yeah you put that on top of frustration obviously right gonna be things that happen um but i find it interesting now that the two the two most decorated guys that have ever put on the uniform will be gone next year and what you have returning back is sags isa and teddy allen and i gotta tell you if there was any time for a a youtube series on farm locker room (laughs) I would die to see it. I would pay. I'd probably pay actually a subscription fee to watch locker room videos of those three, because I this, have a feeling this, they're not getting along. It may, it may end up next year. May end up maybe because and if you look at who Hugs is bringing in next year, he's got Derek Culver who didn't qualify, should have been in this year. He'll be in next year. Um, you got Jordan McKay, uh, couldn't you know point guard out of Wisconsin but um it's if any if, if you have like a band of misfit toys yeah the- like where uh like like probably more so when Hugs is in his Cincinnati days when he has like even maybe the Kenyon Martin yeah and <laughs> and and uh even the Nick Van Exel days you know mm-hmm. but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> that, and honestly, like those three toys right there are leading the charge of the misfit toys. Like Teddy Allen, dude. I don't know what shoes he was rocking last night, but he came out <laughs> colorful, and he didn't do a, he didn't do squat last night from what I saw. Those are the Kyrie's. But I'll tell you the thing about Teddy. Is, <laughs> Teddy's, Teddy's still coming. Teddy's still coming into his own. You got to remember he's a freshman too, and right. he does things. You know. There, I would have, probably would have much rather seen t- Teddy play Issa's minutes last night, just because Teddy's more active. I mean, if Issa isn't going to get in there and try to bang and rebound the basketball for you, if he's not making shots, you know, what's he, what good is he going to do? Yeah, he knows nah. better. He knows better. You know, he's he's been there long enough. And um, I think even Huggins made the the comment after the game that he got out out athleted, like he- I. I can't tell you what is what would be a more detrimental con- comment from a head coach than saying that one of your dudes got your out athleted. <laughs> yeah, best guys that you count on for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. He, played, he played 26 minutes last night. He's a disappearing act, man. Like he'll go out and do like he'll, he'll have like 26 and 10, and then for the next three games go a combined five of 400. You know. It, it's it's you just never know what you're going to get. If he would get any sort of level of consistency, then you know he he's 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 naturally gifted. He just I don't know, man. I don't know whether it's psychologically or what it is. It looks like his highest scoring game was twenty one. 
His highest score in the game of the year was 21 at, against Baylor. Yeah, and that was the other night. Yeah. That was, was like that was literally two nights ago. And yeah. He goes out against Kansas and, and lays an egg. Oh, actually, he laid two eggs back-to-back. Yeah. He, went, he scored five against Texas Tech and zilch against Kansas. Two of eight, two of them shooting against Tech. A combined 58 minutes and scored five points. Wow. Let that let – that, Again, for all you WVU fans out there, one of your best, one of your top guys, and you all still almost won the thing. One of your top guys in 48 minutes, or we, sorry, 58 minutes, scored five points. You don't even have to stop there. <laughs> it's, it's if, if you put Issa, Issa, Wes Harris, and Beetle combined for two points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How two two of your starters and then your first guy first guy off. Well, mm. besides Lamont, maybe throw Lamont in there too. So there's four guys. Lamont didn't score last night either. You, if you can explain to me how we stayed ten points within Kansas, and it, it, it wasn't a ten point game. I mean, it was a two that that it, they pulled away there at the end. They hit a three and then the dagger dunk, and then you know they kind of pulled away to, to stretch it to eleven. But yeah. Those four, those four guys combined for two points. How do you how you win? Uh, you you basically. I, I don't even know how you even made it there. I don't yeah. know how you Texas Tech to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, how, how you win? Uh, Here, I have a question about Texas Tech. When did they get so good? I have no idea. Well, have you seen them play? No, I have not. All right. Well, they first of all they guard and. If you watched West Virginia and Texas Tech the other day, they that was probably one of the best. I mean, they both really got after each other on defense. Mm-hmm. But Texas Tech guards, they start four or five seniors. Uh, and Keenan Evans, who is their point guard, is probably one of the top five guards in the country. He's a real good player. So that's it. They're just older, you know. They, they've, been, yeah. they've been together for a while. They they can play they and the, and they guard. You know. Who is even who? I, like here's the thing with Texas Tech for me. Do you you guys remember that Bobby Knight TV series that was on ESPN right when he was trying to resurrect high school? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and remember when they, having, that was about like walk-ons trying to make the team, wasn't it? Exactly. And that's all I ever remember. Like anytime anybody mentions this Texas Tech basketball, I'm like, oh, Bobby, Bobby Knight. Knight. Yeah, like, and then his well, son took over. And got fired. Chris and, Beard, Chris Beard, who's there now, he's a night disciple. Ah, uh, like maybe. he, uh, I'm pretty sure that he started his career at Texas Tech under under Bobby Knight, like okay. uh, in terms of his coaching tree. Yeah, man. Like I don't know where they. I, I'm with Bill. I don't know where they came from. I, I've watched them play. They're good, but I don't. I didn't know where they came from either. I thought it was kind of a shock. For, if if you were to ask me ten years ago, and I'd I'd have stuck, I'd have put my life savings on it. If you'd yeah. ask ten years ago, then say, Ryan, will Texas Tech be better than Texas in ten, 10 years from now? <laughs> I called you crazy. How about Ask how about crazy. how about saying that they're you could you could well okay so Texas Tech is better than Texas in basketball. Right. Texas Tech is better than Texas in baseball. Right. You could argue that Texas Tech is better than Texas in football. <laughs> you just you just even blew my mind even more with that because I watched Texas Tech play baseball all weekend long. Yeah. 
and then I've seen him play uh, live this year at WVU in football. Right. And definitely they are a better program bar in all three main sports. They are a better program than Texas. Let that. Wow. Yeah. That's shocking. Never would have thought. We all know the Longhorn Network and all the money that's flowing through Austin. You know, that's that's insane. I've been wondering how long, how how big, how big of a leash they'll have with uh, Shaka. It's, I mean, he made the he made the tournament this year. I, I don't know, man. Dude, I, he's bringing I, in four and five star guys. He's just not winning games. I know. What is that? I don't. I don't know because I think, I love Shaka Smart. I think he's he's one of the best minds in college basketball for, for whatever reason. Maybe Texas just cursed. Look, has, what, look what Rick Barnes did, did this year. Look what Rick Barnes did at Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that until they were in the championship game today. I was like, I didn't even know he was there. And uh, who is it? The guy from uh, Oklahoma is in uh, – was Kelvin Simpson? Yeah. He's at Houston. Kelvin, man. I forgot that he was even coaching Houston. I didn't even know that he could coach after all those sanctions at Oklahoma. I love <laughs> Kelvin Sampson, though. Yeah. <laughs> and – Texas, I mean, Texas played a pretty tough non-conference schedule. They played, yeah. They played Michigan, Alabama, Gonzaga, Duke, Butler. Yeah, they got after it. Yeah, they got after it. The 19 and 14 is a, a little bit tough on them. They rewarded them for that, for sure. Yeah. But here's the thing. I thought Billis made a great point about it is, is that, like, for all these, like, major conferences that played pretty tough uh, conference schedule – don't have yeah. to they don't have to play these tough games maybe at the beginning of the year but like once it mellows out after the beginning like play cupcakes dude virginia tech virginia tech is a prime example yeah. of that they didn't play anybody out of conference except kentucky and that was in january and they beat they got in because they beat north carolina duke and virginia yeah. so well if you play in the acc or the big 12 you can get away with that yeah yep I will say this though, looking at their schedule, looking at Texas's schedule non-conference, they did beat Tennessee State by one, forty-seven to forty-six. That was a nail biter. I remember that night. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Well, I mean, Texas has been unfortunate too, man. The thing is, is if they don't shoot, they they're not going to beat anybody. They. They they shot the, the best game best game of the season. They needed to win uh, against us to finish the year out. They did because they shot about sixty percent from three. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they've they've been battling the injury bug too. I mean, I mean, their 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 best their best guard had leukemia. That yeah, that's in December. What about that monster they have at center? That's like got a wingspan of like yeah seven nine or something. Muhammad Bamba. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's not even going to get five star. Five star recruit. He's coming out. Like I can't. I can't think he's going to stay around. No, he's a top yeah. five pick. He's gone. It's crazy, dude. Well, what's up? What else is going on in the world of sports for you guys? I I, th- I thought the um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, interesting weekend for the NFL when it comes to free agency. I think uh, the most important thing that happened this weekend is Tiger Woods finished tied for second at the golf mm, The Tiger's back. The Tiger's on the Yeah, so we'll get to hear that all week, and then he'll probably miss the cut this weekend. And, I got, you know, I got, he's not back. 
Bill, I got an alert on my phone that said Mookie Betts hit a home run against the Orioles in spring training. One of the 10. Is that, that, is that like the 403rd home run Mookie Betts has hit against the Orioles for the last year? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the last uh, time. Jake Arrieta actually just signed with the Phillies. I saw that. Yeah, three years, $75 million. He's actually uh, – he was working out at the On Academy. Jake Arrieta was? He's, yeah, he's not. He's gotten away from all that Pilates jazz, and now he's. Dude, been... here's all right, all right. So I mean, <laughs> so was Jake Arrieta on PEDs or was he on PEDs? I don't know, man. But <laughs> when, when I seen the when I seen this e, uh, E60 on him and he was doing Pilates and he was just absolutely jacked out of his mind, I'm like, ah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's stout, dude. So you know, you know the Jake Arrieta of the Orioles. Yeah, <laughs> not the same guy. <laughs> not even close. He pitched in the big leagues for about three years for us, and he never threw a strike below the thighs. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, blue yonder, he blows up and starts throwing a cutter, and is unhittable for like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's all of a sudden the filthiest pitcher in baseball. I mean, I, look, I don't know. I, I'm not here to judge or anything like that, but. Given the history of the game, then what was, was he was definitely above the curve on doing something that wasn't detectable. I would, <laughs> that would be my best guess at it because his fall off was just as miraculous as his like ascent, ascension up. Like it was all of a sudden he was just a garbage again. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not even one who follows the major league game much anymore because I don't play fantasy sports. But like, it was like Arietta was on top of the world, and then all of a sudden he just fell down and and hit his head like thirty stories down. Like, well, yeah, he he had one of the best years ever. But last year he had a three point five three ERA and uh, one hundred sixty eight in the third innings and had one hundred sixty three strikeouts. So, yes, he had a he had a bad year by, by those standards. Uh, by those standards, but I mean, he still wasn't product terrible. of setting the bar so high that he could never reach it again. Yes, exactly. Okay, that makes sense, man. I, I think that, I mean, I, I, if I'm him, I'm like, oh, damn it, the Phillies, really? You know, like, that's not a great landing spot for him, in my opinion. No. I wanted I wanted the Orioles to sign him to a one year deal and be like, here you go, here's some incentive laden contract. I mean, you give him a base of like 11 and say, you know, mm-hmm. if you win 20 games, if you, you know, re- pitch this many innings and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, he wasn't, he wasn't gone back. No, there, I know. They, that was a bad, that was a bad deal there. Left on bad yeah. terms. So I have to tell you the most disappointing thing that actually, it's not, I guess it's, I guess the wrong, it's probably the wrong use, but like, I, I saw, I was, I was cruising ESPN yesterday after a full, a day full of baseball and I'm like, I see Richard Sherman comes up on the, uh, on the docket as a, being a free agent, they release him whatnot. And I'm like, oh, are the Packers actually going to get into like the free agency game? The market. I hear the story. I hear the story about he, he's doing his rehab in green Bay with his Achilles with some like renowned doctor that lives in Wisconsin. I'm like, Oh, that's sweet, man. Like, and then uh, Bakhtiari sends him a tweet like, Hey, come here. And then I look up and we're like 18th on the list of like meetings. <laughs> automatically signs with the first team. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. When are we ever going to land a freaking high-end free agent? When well, then you traded uh, 
what's his name to the Casey Browns? Casey Hayward, see ya. Or De- no, Demarius De- 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 Randall. Well, there's well, there's another one, Casey Hayward, who went to San Diego and is one of the best corners in football now after he <laughs> left Green Bay. So yeah, literally, we're we're dying at the cornerback position, and uh, the bet one of the best guys to come on on free agency, and it's like, uh, yeah, first visit, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Rough, dude. Absolutely rough. Like I, if I look, man, I love. Uh, I've been a Green Bay Packer fan my whole life. Probably more of a player fan because I like Brett Favre and I, I now like Aaron Rodgers. But I would not blame Aaron Rodgers one iota if he gets the hell out of there. I mean, you got to give him some help. Yeah, man. Like you can't keep screwing around. Like you got to go out and just throw the bank at people. Dude. He's we one can't... of the best ever, and you're gonna waste him. You can't waste him, man. And I feel like. The line's solid, but no running game, and it's like we have never went after free agents and running. Well, the line the line is solid when they're healthy, but none of them are ever never. Healthy. Bakhtiari and um, who's the left tackle? They're Balaga. never ever. Or, yeah, yeah. Balaga. Not he's the right tackle, but they're never healthy. No. And even the fill-ins this year were pretty good. Like once they out, mm-hmm. and it's just it's sad, man, because you're you're talking about a guy. I mean, we can go back and forth all night about who's the best to ever do it, but at the same time, no, he's he's the best to ever do it. He's the most talent, most talented guy to ever do it. I yeah, think. like attribute wise, you can't build a better mm-hmm. like quarterback, in my opinion, that can do it literally all. No. Like, but yeah, you're you're always gonna he's always gonna come to the ring argument with Tom Brady, but at the same time, like mm-hmm. I I I test man, Rogers hits all the boxes. Yep. Just. Yeah, you, you put him in New England, um, they never not lose. Fair. Like it's not even fair to think yeah. about. Yeah. It's really not. But I I just hope I hope they can they can do something to lure him because I feel like he probably is he is taking a look at it, I would say. I would say so. I mean the only the only incentive for him to stay in Green Bay is that he knows he's probably gonna win the division every year or be in the running. But Minnesota, man, yeah. Minnesota's nasty. If they I would try. I try and get in the, to the uh, the AFC South. Well, now I got Jacksonville there now. Like, yeah, like the only other option I would think that would work for him. Uh, well, it's kind of hard. Like, yeah, AFC South maybe with the Jaguars, but they just signed Bortles. Yeah, but that's that's not a guaranteed contract. After like this year, or next they can cut him. Well, I don't know, man. I, the NFL is kind of like it's like it, my so they my. Uh, guy I work with he's a big 49ers fan and he was celebrating today I was like what are you celebrating about you're still the second best team in your division because the Rams just got the Rams are just as good if not better yeah yeah the Rams they got um they traded for Marcus Peters and they just got somebody else they got to leave I'm like do you understand how nasty that defense is Jimmy G is not going to see that defense two times a year man I don't care what you say like like Jimmy G needs help against that defense but yeah, what are the Browns doing, man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, what? Can you? We I cannot wait for draft night, man, just to see what they. Uh, do. They have to. They have to take Barkley yeah, number so one now. Don't have they? to take a quarterback, man, for the umpteenth time in a row. Like who? Who sitting in that office and was like, "Let's let Rod Taylor," and that was so all our. <laughs> Well, the, that's gonna it's send funny us over you, the top. 
Like you go on Twitter and you see all these people bashing the guy was there. Was it Sashi Brown who got the two the two top five picks and the two not, two second round picks? And they're like, uh, "This doesn't work. This doesn't work." Yeah, it yeah. does. Like the more number one picks you have, the better your better team's going to be. It's the it gives you more chances to fail, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, or be successful if you're good. Yeah, at it. exactly. So, like, why? Uh, I mean. Look at look at the 76ers stockpiling number one picks. They, That's they, true, and they're a good ex, they're a good example of both sides, right? Because you have Julia Okafor who can't play in today's NBA, and then you have Nerlens Noel who same thing can't play in today's NBA. But then you have Embiid and Ben Simmons who look to be really right. good if they can. Help and Fultz, you don't just yeah him yet, but yeah, like I mean. The Browns obviously are going to eventually. They are going to have to turn it around. Like it, it they are going to get somewhat good, and that division's not getting any younger, guys. Like, nah. the, and the Steelers aren't getting any younger. Mm-hmm. And if if uh if the dude that um the running the Steelers actually retires, Le'Veon, yeah, like they're not they're not what they were without him. So who 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 in the later rounds? So in pick. If you're looking like between picks fifteen and thirty, who, which teams are looking for quarterbacks? Out offhand, like what teams are looking for? A quarterback? Uh, let me pull it up. Let me see what I can find. The um, Bengals. Yeah, that would probably be one. Where are they? Where are they? They're about the, like twenty or so. The the Saints could be looking the to Saints. draft a project. If if I'm if I'm if I'm Cleveland, if I'm Cleveland, I'm I'm trading out. I'm trading out. Of the number one overall pick, I'm trading out to to one of those teams in the later rounds who wants to jump up and take one of those guys, whether whether it be whoever they're going to take. You know, I don't know whether Saquon Barkley. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't take a number one overall running back, but yeah, you know, I don't know whether a team wants to jump up there and get one of those quarterback guys too, thinking that they're not going to last. But I'm I'm probably trading I'm trading back and then. I, you know what I'm giving up for that first round pick is probably a, a a two or three in this year's draft and probably a one in next year's mm-hmm. draft, and then I might even trade back further and trade completely out of the first round for somebody who wants to jump in there and take an offensive lineman in the in the late round, and then maybe banking on you, you know you're looking at like three or four second round picks at at that point in time, and then maybe another one and another three or four next year. Like if I'm, that's, that's probably how I'm working because obviously the draft philosophy over the last 10 years hasn't worked. All right. They're, they're looking, they're, they're taking quarterbacks early. They're doing weird things. You know, I'm, I'm probably trying to stockpile as many picks as I can and get as much talent as I can. Eventually that's going to turn into being productive, but I understand the need of having to have somebody quarterback your football team. Yeah. But do, do any of these guys that are, that are the, the top five prospects of at the quarterback position jump off the page at you. Well, that's the point. That that's the point. No, they don't. And I'm not. And I'm not willing to to take to take one of those guys. You know, I know there are some teams that are willing to trade up for him, but I'm not willing to 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 put my money in the bank on one of those guys. The only guy that is worth taking a look at, and if you're not sold on him. There's no reason why to take any of the other three warm weather quarterbacks. I mean, Oklahoma is not exactly a warm place, but at the same time, Baker didn't play. Uh, you know, Baker played in a system that was conducive of the read option, and he didn't have to really throw the ball in the cold that much, in my opinion. True. 
you got the other two guys that are Southern California quarterbacks. You're going to put them in Cleveland and have them play uh, in that division? No. I think the only the only guy that they could take would be Josh Allen because everybody Pick raves him. about his arm strength. Yeah, if you're not sold on him, he can't. He can't. He couldn't. He can't. His accuracy's bad though. Yeah, yeah his completion percentage. Was he terrible. can't complete sixty percent of his passes no. at Wyoming for crying out loud. Like, what are we talking? But that's my idea. That's that's my idea here. I'm. Sure. I think it's solid. I really do because if you're not sold on any of those guys, maybe you can sneak somebody that. What there was a there was another that people were talking about there for a minute. Like some of these from, other – From Richmond. Smaller schools. What's he – what's his name? He's from Richmond, well, I it's think. Not even, yeah, yeah, the Richmond guy. They were talking like he could be – he could be one of those guys like Jimmy G. Well, look, or at, look at look at the NFL right now. Right now. Look at the quarterback situation in the NFL right now. Look what's going on in Minnesota. Yeah. Look what, yeah. look what is potentially could go on in Philadelphia. Yes, there's guys, there's options within this framework now that you know I'm not. They may want to take a look at. I th- I think you're definitely right in your assessment that they probably need to trade out, and I definitely think they need to if they can get their hands on Barkley, why not? Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, even I I think you explore both options. I think you explore trading the number one pick and seeing what you could get for that. And I I see where they could explore the number five pick and get rid of that. Yeah. And then whatever wherever that whatever that makes you fall, like you just take the best player available. In my well, I'm just I'm I'm just thinking. So even if you trade out, you trade out. Like say I don't know. uh, You know, for whatever reason, I'm not I'm not saying that this is going to happen or or anything of that nature, but say, uh, I don't know, who, who are we talking about? Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe Minnesota wants to trade up from, what are they, 27, 28? Wants yeah. to trade up to five to take Barkley. So they're probably going to give you, well, obviously you're going to get their pick at 27, 28. And you yeah. probably also – get their second round pick as well. Yeah. And if you can get a team that is, that's going to pick like 35, 36, who wants to jump up to that 27, 28 to take a player, you can trade out and probably end up with another third round pick or a number two next year. I'm just saying, what's the difference in the grand scheme of things? What's the difference in draft spots for Cleveland Browns? Not, not. I much. mean, when you're looking at when you're looking at who's available in this draft. Yeah, like we haven't seen a can't we haven't seen can't misses like since like what Andrew Luck that, at the quarterback. That's my point. That's that yeah. thing. All these guys are all these guys are wild cards, especially when you're talking about playing in that division in the cold. Like that's just a whole other animal. You have to be able. To, you have to have arm strength. You have to be making all the throws, and you have to be smart and take care of the football. And a lot of those guys that are in this in this class didn't do that. Well, I mean, look at what look at what Belichick look at what Belichick and those guys do in and uh, New England every year. Yeah, hell, they never trade in the first. No, they never pick in the first round. <laughs> he's, no, he's trading never. out. He's stockpiling picks, and those those two those second, third, fourth round guys. I mean, they matter. Yeah, for sure. Super Bowls with those guys. Or six six round picks matter yeah. too, like Tom Brady. So, so then, 
full circle here. Who's the who's the most interesting pick in the draft? Meaning from a player perspective or yeah, prospect standpoint. Oh man, I, uh, I personally I, or like every or, position. I gotta say it's the Shaquem Griffin kid from UCF. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that yeah. kid. That's yeah. The one-handed kid. He, he is amazing. Mm-hmm. Dude, one hand and did what? Two twenty-five, like twenty-two times. He ran a four. Yep. Flying around like a bat out of hell, just laying the wood. (laughs) I think I had they had them projected like the third round. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he a first rounder now after what he did at the combine? No, third fourth. I've heard thirty fourth. He's only two twenty. I mean, it's crazy. And that here's the problem is in in the NFL. It's it just depends on what sort of uh, system. It's all about the situation, right? Yeah, it's all about. The I mean, draft. you're not going to be able to line him up on the outside, like on the outside or the inside, in between the tackles, because I mean, linemen in the NFL, these guys are six eight, three hundred and thirty pounds. You know, they're the best athletes in the in in the world, and they're moving. You know, so. It's it's you know you, they move on to the second level and they they can move a six two two hundred twenty pound linebacker pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'd jump the the gun on him. What about Lamar Jackson? I mean, it's, it's I don't know. <laughs> you know, I like know. I, he's I, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like I really don't know. We've seen how this has translated. He's feeble, man. He's feeble. Yeah, it's, there's concern that he might be RG three part two. Yeah, for sure. Like he's, I think he's smaller than RG three, isn't he? I don't know. He's a big boy. Is he? Yeah. And I'm not saying either. I'm not saying the kid at UCF can't be productive or be worth yeah. a first round pick in the right system. Like if you if you run into something that you get the defense is playing some sort of odd stack or you know. Three, four linebacker. Yeah, Tampa two stuff where they go on the outside and can fly around. Like he could be yeah. that hybrid linebacker. He that would be a, a system that he could thrive on. But it's just going to take the right team. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just love the draft so much in comparison to like March Madness. Like I think it's just so much more fascinating than mm-hmm. than March Madness. Uh, and then uh, I, I stick more towards college baseball and UFC, but like. I don't know what it is about basketball. It just doesn't do it for me anymore. Well, my my big problem with college basketball is I don't think anybody knows the rules anymore. I don't think referees know the rules. I don't think anybody knows what an offensive foul is. And they've changed the rules so many times that nobody knows anything because their officiating is awful. It's it's really, really bad, man. It, I mean, it's it's to the point where it's unwatchable. Yeah, I can't stand the foul fest games, man. I just can't do it. It's, it, but it never, it didn't used to be that way. Mm-mm. Yeah, let the kids play. Well, it man. used to be a street fight, right? Like, I was, <laughs> and, I, and I would still much rather see. I'd much rather see our guys go in there and get hammered, and you know, be able to play a little defense with your hand on someone. You know. Well, I think the same things happen in the NBA too. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. You see them guys all the time, dude. I watched that. I watched the end of the Golden State and um, Golden State and Timberwolves game today, Minnesota, and literally Durant was ready to. I mean, how many how many technical fouls does Durant have this year? 
The dude's, a lot. The dude's the second best player in the NBA, and he's literally wanting to fight refs every night. Dude, he goes nuts. He had like, he had like <laughs> four in a week. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy when you have to see that Draymond Green is holding him back from getting a tech. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Draymond Green is running up to Kevin Durant like, nah, you can't do this. <laughs> what? It doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> And you got Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr just going irate on the sideline. It's just like it, the officiating. It, there ha, there can't be something more impossible to do. <laughs> isn't there yeah. like, isn't there like, a, there's a minimum or some sort of number if they hit the number of technical fouls, then they're automatically suspended for a game or something. Yeah, there is. Well, it's like eight, <laughs> eight I watched I watched the I watched the game last year, Golden State game last year. It was probably about this time of year, maybe. And Draymond, they kept putting that graphic up that Draymond was one technical foul away from the <laughs> suspension. And I'm and I'm pretty sure he got called for a foul on one end of the floor in the first quarter. And he took the ball and punted it into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> he got a technical foul, and they and then they tossed him. And like <laughs> he knew he's going to get suspended. So, so what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> is there is there a be- is, like I can't think of a better life to live than a professional basketball. No, <laughs> those guys have it made, dude. <laughs> They might play a little too many games, just like every other sport. But like at the same time, man, those guys live a life that we have no like off the court. Man, no idea. Are just monsters. It's unreal. All right, so I did I did some research on uh, Kevin Durant's technical fouls. Yeah, he's got twelve this year, and he had he's been in double digits before. It was two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. He had twelve over the whole season. And then in 2013, 2014, he had 16. So 16 is his career high. So he's he's been that way before. He's but on pace. Yeah, he's oh, he's on his way. That, man, like come on, that's crazy. It just I don't know, man. Like I, I, I if if there's any if I could advocate for anything in professional sports right now, it, when it comes to automation, I would definitely think that a robot could officiate a basketball game. <laughs> I, I have to believe that those those robots at Dust, Boston Dynamics could officiate better. <laughs> These guys. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I think we had better outcomes if they we just went five on five and they called their own fouls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is that's an excellent point. Uh, it's it's crazy, dude. Like I, I and I think it's it's really hurting the game right now when they have a real good chance. If not, I, I think they're gonna be the the biggest sport in the world at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like basketball is an international global sport, obviously. Well, and I, did you see the numbers? The numbers. Sorry to interrupt you, Slam. Did you see? The, did you see the numbers of um, of uh, like Bill had made mention that they were a billion dollars last year? Yeah, like the NCAA was worth a billion dollars last year. Did you see how much money they made off of March Madness alone? Seven seven hundred fifty seven hundred and fifty million of the one billion dollars that Whoa. the entire NCAA made last year was made well, that's, from the NCAA tournament. Well, you know they don't have the rights to the college football playoff. That's a separate entity. I don't know if they pay the NCAA any money, but could you imagine if they had the football rights uh, of all those no, playoff I games? I couldn't. Man, oh man, that's a that's insane. 
I thought it was I thought it was funny that ESPN can't cover it. They can, they have an hour. They have to wait an hour after the brackets come out before they can mm-hmm. cover it. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Like because they lost out to TBS and TNT. I don't know, man. I, it's just it's just still this world is just so full of fuckery now, man. <laughs> it's it's absolute fuckery. Yep. Like. Just it just blows me away every time when I hear stuff like that, and I don't know why. Like I should be privy to it by now. Like I know the athletes are getting screwed, but I, I just I can't believe in in 2018 these these greasy slime balls are still getting away with it. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I that, I I would talk about college baseball because that's pretty much all I watch, but there's really not much to report other than uh, University of Kentucky is looking pretty nice and sweet with my hometown boy, Trey Dawson, playing shortstop. He's doing all right there. They're an interesting team, man. They they gave it to Texas Tech this weekend. Yeah, I know. I saw that. They, I think they lost. They lost. They lost today, but they they took the series. And then Texas Tech is on the road on Tuesday at, at Louisville, and Louisville won two or three from North Carolina. So oh. Texas Tech doing like a little swing here, play some tough games. Only only game I really said that I watched parts of some other games, but the only I watched Oklahoma. No, I watched Arkansas um, play Bucknell the opening week. Yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas is, is filthy. Nasty, dude. <laughs> they are filthy. <laughs> One through nine at the lineup, oh, dude. Man, they, they, got, they got two. They got two right-handers uh, that go Friday and Saturday. They are legit. Yeah, they they rake too. Man, oh man, do they rake? Um, I think actually this weekend they play Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll be interested on that one. Yeah, I might have to watch that one. Yeah, it's definitely uh, – let's see here. Uh, Florida at South Carolina, that's a good series. Yeah, Kentucky-Arkansas, 7.30 Friday night. Yeah, I'll be interested in that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, the, of the SEC Giants, those two are walking really tall right now because they both can hit really well and they can pitch. And, like – I did – It's nuts. I saw a uh, – right before I got we got on here, there was um, a clip. <laughs> from the West Virginia Middle Tennessee game last night. Yeah. And uh and they had Alex Manoa was on the mound for, for WVU. And this I guess this was in the first. It might have been in the second. I'm not sure. But uh, some guy from Middle Tennessee called time in the middle of Manoa's windup. And the umpire called it as he was lifting his leg. And <laughs> the guy dude stepped out of the box and the umpire kind of stepped out towards the, the hitter. Yeah, uh, gave him time, and Manoa just fired one about ninety miles an hour right at the dude. <laughs> got, <laughs> got tossed. <laughs> I was trying. I don't know. Like I don't know what the backstory is. I don't know whether or not the dude, like you know, stepped out three or four times before that. You know, called time in the middle of his lined up, or if that was just some isolated. <laughs> did they? Uh, did they end up sweeping? They won. They got two or three. Remember, they they uh, I think they gave up six six runs in the first on Friday, and three of those were unearned. Uh, but then, but then West Virginia scored four runs in the fourth, 
on five walks, <laughs> a hit by pitch, and a catch interference. Wow. <laughs> Find another inning like that in baseball history. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, I was watching um, – I actually I was watching Arkansas last weekend, and they got a hitter in their lineup that had – the previous year he had, like, nine catcher's interferences. <laughs> at the dish. Like, happen? I have no idea how his swing works, dude. Love to see it in slow motion. <laughs> like, I feel like you got to be trying at that point. I feel like you got to be trying. You have to, right? Yeah, it has to be some sort of strategy that you're trying to pull. <laughs> I always thought Jacoby Ellsbury used to do that he all did, the time. But he used to look back. Like he Yeah. Ellsbury, his eyes would glance back to the catcher like as the as the <laughs> guy was getting ready to to deliver it was it was, it was funny though to watch the guy's reaction because he knew he did it and then just put his head down took off for first base like he had he had done it so much <laughs> it was like it was second nature to him speaking of that like the dude who used to be the funniest taking or you know earning catcher's interference was johnny damon <laughs> uh, johnny damon his <laughs> there was nothing that johnny damon did that looked good that was the longest swing in America, dude. Oh, it was terrible. It, <laughs> and then he got out on defense. He tried to throw the ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Johnny Damon is the, the – Johnny Damon is what gives baseball a bad name when it comes to athletes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he is the staple tri- – he has to be the the, 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 tri- the the land of misfit toys <laughs> When it comes to athletes and baseball players, I have no. I, he really is. That's a good character. Character. Yeah. Like, and I, I'll never forget the guy for hitting those two home runs in Game Seven or whatever. Yeah, game Seven. Well, was yeah. Game. yeah. Just lit it up, dude. Yeah. Lit it up. Um. Yeah, but like, this is a good week for. I think college baseball gets its uh, wheels under them because Tuesday night you got Texas Tech at Louisville. Yeah. You, you got Texas at Arkansas, and you got um, what's the other? Florida State of yeah. Day nights definitely a night you want to tune in. And I can't understand why Dave not getting any love on ESPN three, man, or like any of that. Yeah, this, that's weird. They they come out. They have a couple of decent non conference games. Uh, they got Virginia Tech at at home. They're playing Penn State at PC, PNC Park in a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they got another. They have a, another midweek game. It, it, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they got going but on. But for the Big Twelve in general, like unless they're like playing a, like a uh, a non-conference like national seed. Yeah. Um. No. They, they don't represent well because you got the big you got the Longhorn Network with Texas, and then right. then you get you get Kansas on ESPN three. Like, who the hell wants to watch Kansas play baseball? I mean, it's it, it's. I mean, but if you look at the lineup that ESPN three showing. I mean, it's SEC, 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 SEC. For sure. Yeah, that that along with coupled in with, like, mid-majors. Yeah. Not a mid-major love, but, like. Have you watched Ole Miss play? Uh, uh, I know a little bit. Not not a whole. <laughs> Did you? I don't know who they were playing. They might have been playing. I'm not sure who they were playing. Were they playing? It was somebody bad this weekend. They wouldn't work. Yeah. This might have been last weekend or something. Dude hit a. I don't know whether it was a walk off. I don't think it was a walk off. They played Mississippi State, didn't they? Might have been State. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Dude, there's a bunch of they call it the Grove out there or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. The dude 
I don't know who it was. Left-handed hitter sent one about 400 in the, in the right center field alley. And there's dudes, like, it was a – they were just throwing their beers in the air. And they launch them. Like shower. Yes. I think that happens in Mississippi State, too. I can't remember. Yeah. But, like, those those environments when it comes to college baseball, like, I told my wife who we was sitting there watching one night, I was like, I'd give anything to be at that game right now. Oh, man. And that was like the Clemson-South Carolina game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, weekend. that series was insanity. Yeah. Dude. That walk off, that that walk off, dude hit a walk off double on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, scored from first. That was like one of the most electric like environments that I've seen in college baseball. I think it's great when those schools get together and do that because they go neutral. They go one at home, one at a neutral site, and then the other one gets. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it for anybody, and I, I think WV and Marshall has kind of adopted that now. Yeah, they, they did. Do, they uh, did do that for a yeah. while. Yeah, that's the best way to go about it when you're playing those uh, non-conference like road games with a rival. Is you definitely, yeah, you definitely want to go neutral and then home and home. But oh, what was right. that? Yeah, right? yeah, I'm here. I was running out of juice. I think I had like three percent on my phone. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's pretty much all I got. We can start wrapping it up. It's my – anyways. Dude, it's getting it's getting dark a lot later. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what, uh, what What do you think Ham and Josh are doing right now? Uh, it, it's a, it's honestly a miracle if they're even still on the boat and they're not, they're not <laughs> trying to find a plane ticket back home. I'm sure that Ham, Ham probably had he, – he doesn't have on but because I'm sure he took off his shirt. But he had some like they got on the boat. Some hashtag spring break shirt on. <laughs> he like actually a, had um he had a cheat he bought a Cheech and Chong four dollar shirt. Okay. And oh then he had the emoji dog that that poodle dog or whatever. Oh. He, had, he had that he bought that shirt. God, <laughs> and and don't forget he had his Air Force Ones and he was looking for uh <laughs> looking for some shoe cleaner. <laughs> 38 years old with a pair of paradise shorts on, no shirt, and Air Force One celebrating. Oh. <laughs> How do you think that drive down to Jacksonville went with him and his parents? Oh, man, that was rough. Could you imagine? He, he said he immediately regretted it when he got in the car that he. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, Josh told me that when I was down there a couple of weeks ago, and I totally forgot yeah. that he was doing that. His parents have family in Jacksonville somewhere. Right. But well, Jacksonville's still a while from Orlando. Yeah, it's still yeah like a couple three hours. Three hours? To, uh, mm-hmm. It's a hike. Ugh. Yeah, especially on I-95 or whatever. Yeah, it's brutal. Brutal road. But uh, we were we were talking about it, uh, I think it was Thursday. And I was like, do they have do they have boat jail? <laughs> <laughs> and, <Whoa>. and Josh... <laughs> that he watched a family of 25 get kicked off because of one family member. Oh, no. They left well, him on the side of an island and said, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, it's like zero tolerance on those, man. You, especially, like, if you fight, you're done. Done. Yeah, you're done. Done. And, and what, the, here's, not, here's, the other, uh, here's the other thing about that trip. It's not only Ham that can get in trouble. Josh's brother, Justin, is on that boat. Oh, <laughs> no offense, Justin, but like, you know, hey, him yeah. and him, they could probably get in a lot of trouble together. 
Yeah. Did Ham bring his EpiPen? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he packed it. But I, that's the first thing I said. He actually he had a like a two or three day work event where they brought in another. Uh, they brought in the other office from somewhere, and they went out drinking and. He he felt like crap then, so yeah. he's getting ready for the boat, and I'm like, "Do you?" I was like, "Take that epipen, dude." Yeah, man, need that. That's a lot because yeah. he's gonna feel compelled to drink, obviously, because they spent all that money on those alcohol cards. Well, good yeah, part about it, it is like physically, it shouldn't be that bad. Like the last time I drove, or last time I rode somewhere like Jacksonville, we carried people on our backs for three and a half hours and sprint. That's right. Yeah, time suicides. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, it, the, I, you know, the the trip with his parents couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just remember, I just remember getting out somewhere in North Carolina, and everybody hopped over the the back seats, and everybody just started catching cramps. Yeah. <laughs> like no one could even walk into the gas station to get anything. We were riding in those vans like four to a row deep. Four to a row. There is no way. That 17 way. hours, man. Bender bender, we'd all been done. Can't, couldn't sleep, man. Like, I remember being in a wheel well trying to get a five minutes of sleep, and this wasn't happening. Dude, that's the most delirious I've ever been in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've like been on drugs. Like, <laughs> so out of it. Yeah, I had peanut butter and jelly sandwich to eat on the way down. That was fun. <laughs> 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 no, I, 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 a bag of potato chips because that's I, you know, that's what you should be eating. I always try to keep life in perspective, and some days I'm going to work, and some days I come home and I'm like, man, like I'm just in a rut. And then yeah. I think back to those times, I'm like, <laughs> man, life was way worse back. Then. <laughs> this is nothing. I'm living great. <laughs> nothing got, could be that bad. Nothing can be that bad. Like I'm eating, I'm eating grass fed meat and vegetables. Yeah. 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 Water. yeah yeah we were eating, eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches yeah peanut butter, peanut butter jelly sandwiches and potato chips and we were just hoping for a soda because that would be the healthiest thing we could have and then we'd go to taco bell and get a pizza and then get a pizza after that yeah. and then we'd go to quiznos yeah yeah it was it was absolutely stunning what we did back in those days yeah well we probably took a bunch of years off of our lives Oh, 100%. Like, I always try to tell everybody, like, yeah, this is the healthiest I've ever been. And everybody looks at me. College athlete. They look at me like I'm confused. And I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, like, I've never been this healthy. And I'm never going back. No. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. Back to that life. I couldn't do it. But all right, man, I think that's good. Hey, uh, we're thinking of you, Josh and Ham. I think this podcast is probably the best one we did, so that you guys are definitely on the chopping block of getting rid of. So. Yeah, <laughs> easily. Yeah, <laughs> we, easily top five. We have to take a poll of our fans. To see yeah, I can put it. I'll put it on the poll. Is this the best podcast we've ever <laughs> that, done? Yes or yes. Right there. Like we we'll poll our nine and a half fans. Yeah, <laughs> we're hey, we're at we're at eleven per episode. Nice. nice. So. Hey, somebody other than the five of us is listening. <laughs> I wonder what other sorry sons of bitches are listening to this. Well, I make my wife listen to it, so that's one. Hey, She's not going to like this one. It's a little too sportsy hey, for her. Hey, hey, uh, let, let me branch out here because if, if I got five new listeners, I got to get a plug in. Hey, hey, for the, the, the five listeners that don't, that don't we go. this, there's also another podcast I'm on called Fort Buddies. 
It's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that jazz. Look us up. Listen. Pre- <laughs> How about that? Hey, one one thing that when I – Jay is funny. Like, Jay makes me laugh with some of the random stuff that he says on there. I need to get him on. I need to get on it. I don't know what it is, dude, but, like, you know, he was kind of apprehensive to, like, starting out and doing that. And, like, all of a sudden, dude, we did one and he was, like – it was like he had got a like a the first hit of meth, and he was just like, "Let's and <laughs> let's do it." Again. And like ever since then, like it's just I feel like it's his form, man. I think he he really runs with a lot of the stuff that you know is in his head because mm-hmm, he's he's kind of a he's kind of an introvert in like big crowds. He don't say a whole lot, but like if you get him one on one, man, you just wind him up and let him go. So I think like podcasting's like right up his alley. I can see that to say that like there's a lot of people out there that really think he's funny and i'm like man i i, I laugh at him but like i never really looked at him like as a funny guy right so but like you think i'm funny funny guy <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's he's into it man so like I, I i on the last podcast i haven't heard it yet but like he's uh contemplating doing the whole army or uh navy thing he's actually applied right. he's applied for a navy scholarship for them to pay for med school I don't know what that entails. So, so Kelsey's cousin did that. Really? And she performed open heart surgery on a, on a jet. Wow. Yeah. So like, you know, one of the most badass things that you could ever do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did she enjoy her? How, how many years is, does she like have to be in there for like 20 or what? Um, I don't know. I don't know how long you have to be in. It's probably a normal, um, a normal tour is probably four or five years, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or enough that they pay pay off your school. But I mean, if you stay active, you know, you're. Yeah, the longer, the longer you stay active, yeah, the, the bigger your pension. Yeah, I think that intrigues him along with. I think they told him, like, once if he gets that scholarship, not only do they pay for his med school, but they also give him, like, a $2,000 check a month or something like that. So. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's nervous about it, obviously, because he doesn't want to ever have to like go into war. <laughs> but like, dude, yeah. I would, I would be more this man having to go through basic training. Yeah, that's gonna that, be the worst. That part. would be the worst thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He actually he made a comment on the last podcast that he didn't know he he was he's he's like been bogged down with it, I guess. Like the recruiters on his ass. And, like, uh, he read some of the rules by, like, accident, I guess. And he figured out that if you show up to the interview with uh, with boxers on, they automatically fail you and send you home. They don't even look at you. Yeah, I heard that. And I thought that was funny. And <laughs> I was like, like, dude, I don't even own boxers anymore. But, like, if I had done, done that, if I had done that and showed up in boxers and they kicked me out for that, I'd be like, you guys fucking suck. Like, who are you guys, man? Like, are you serious? But I mean, do they ask? Like, how, like, what's the? I guess you go. I mean, what, like, what's, what's the protocol? I guess they just did? yank your stuff down. I don't know. <laughs> no idea, dude. Blew my mind. I was like, wow, man. Like, that's pretty serious. Like, glad you read the rules, dude, before you showed up. <laughs> You have to have a certain size or what? (laughs) I don't know. He's probably not going to make that cut. (laughs) But yeah, man, that's, uh, yeah. So anyways, listen to Fort Buddies. All right. All right. 
All right. Well, hey, it was fun. Um, again, it's past my bedtime, so I'm probably going to roll out. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right, man. Later. See you, fellas.